0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Hey, okay, one thing the game
1: needs is more people like you. You you still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. It's Sal This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring.
0: Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. All right, I figured it was good time to do a Baseball Isn't Boring on the go with Tori Lovello, because a. Some of you might have missed it because of the Memorial Day weekend. B, he was excellent, excellent talking about what it takes to turn around a team and getting a team to actually believe in itself. C, you have a team in the Arizona Diamondbacks who is in first place, first place in early June, tied with the Dodgers right now. And D, most importantly, maybe, You do the podcast, you get an extension. Yeah, congratulations. According to Steve Gilbert of MLB.com, Tori Lovello has agreed to an extension with the Diamondbacks that goes through the 2024 season. So all of these things lead you to one thing, which is listening to Tori Lovello once again. And in case you missed him, we're going to give it to you again. But Tori Lovello, Arizona Diamondbacks manager, I sit down with him for Baseball Isn't Boring on the go. Here you go. All right, one of the finest minds in baseball, Corey Lovello. so, Tory, I have cited something you said on the last time you were on the Baseballs and Boring podcast, many a time. So I asked you what your speech was going to be, the first, do you remember this? Yeah, of course. And, and I said, was it going to be the Rudy on the stool speech? <laughs> and I so I don't know if I'm going to give the Rudy on the stool speech, but you gave a pretty good speech, and I always remember what you ended up with. Something along the lines of, let them buy their teams, <laughs> right? But in all sincerity. Like this is that was the hurdle that you had to get over. Of. As I, used, I just heard you say yesterday, as we're typing this, that you had to tell them, don't worry about the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, what, how much money they're spending, whatever. Worry about ourselves because we're good enough. I'm giving you a speech. A we're good enough. All right, but you, you know what I'm saying, like right? But yeah. so you had to turn that corner, and, and I don't know if it was if your speech was good. Did you have a good speech, by the way? I feel like my content's pretty good. I, I think over the
1: years it's changed. Um, it's all I'm always adaptable to the team and the group that we have, and what is the message you need to be. And I always feel like I deliver the right the right message. And it's not a new rock you know, hit them high, hit them low. We're gonna we're just gonna power through you. I think we have a really good young baseball team, and I
0: cater the message to what I think they need at that moment. So when you walked out of it that day, you're like, I nailed it. <laughs> First of
1: all, you have an unbelievable memory. Your recall—I yeah. think the fact that you pay that close attention to me makes me feel good because when you, 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 your recall is awesome, and it brings me back to those times and that 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 space that I was in in you know five six years ago versus two or three years ago. I feel like I've grown and kind of changed my thought process, and um, I've adapted too. And I think that's one of the big things in this culture here is adaptability—is being able to get what you have in front of you. Take take notice as to what you need to figure out um, on that given day to help your team win a baseball game. And that's kind of where we're at right now. And yeah, you, you just brought up a good point. Yesterday, I made a mention to you that I want us to believe we're going to do things. And you can you can talk about believing and saying we believe, and but if it's empty and there's nothing behind it. Uh, it has no value. So we give value to believing the good things are on the way, and I know you probably want to get into that and talk about that. Yeah. But I'll let you guide the questions from this point forward. But we really believe. We're,
0: we're mind melting, by the <laughs> way. Yeah, just we're, like old
1: times. we really, yeah. I think we're sympathetic. Yeah, I think we really like that. I think we legitimately believe that things are happening in a very good,
0: very good way here, day by day. So wh- how does that happen? Like, so you can say it. You can yeah. give a good speech. Um, it can be something as simple as everybody's a year older and you're more experienced, or you can add pieces or, like, how does it happen? Because as we sit here, it has happened. I mean, this is, I I don't know what's going to happen from here, but results are the results, and as we hit game 51 or whatever it is, it has happened. So what maybe, how did it happen so far?
1: Yeah, um, well, first I can tell you the reason why I think it's happening. I sit in the dugout now, and I hear the comments, I see the way this team strategizes, comes together in a moment of crisis. Um, We focus on us, we focus on what's happening here, rather than in years past when we've been a little bit young and naive, we were worried about what was happening across the table from us. Now we focus on us to take care of our business, and that tells me that we have matured in a way that we know what we're capable of doing. So what leads me to that is some of the standards that we've talked about here. We have set a high standard. We've talked about some of the morals and values, and we've defined those things in those words and everybody's kind of fit in and bought in to this culture that we are creating it's built on love trust commitment and effort it's about being adaptable it's about preparing um, it's about communicating it's about just overall having a, a, a great day today and not worrying about tomorrow and i think that's helped our belief we we've defined the word believe we've defined the word love trust commitment and effort and i think the guys are buying in and they've seen how how strong and powerful it can be when we're all acting the same Same on a day by day basis about what we can accomplish.
0: There's a lot of managers who have gone are going through the same thing, and probably this year more have had success doing it of sort of turning that corner. Again, I don't know if it's going to last. Who knows? Yeah. But I don't know if you've is this like you've talked to other managers? Like one that comes to mind is the guy that you had as a player, David Ross, right? David Ross. Like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying they're trying to turn over the roster, and they felt like they had a good finish last year, now this go. Um, it's other examples. I don't know if you've talked to other managers about this or not. Of course I have. Yeah. I think
1: what we all do is we kind of share our game notes, right? We we, <laughs> we see what's going on across the hallway, right? And you're like, hey, you got a few minutes, let's talk about something. And I think if you're fearless um, and I, I think if I'm trying to set the tone for being adaptable and being on an information search and being prepared, if I can do it, I expect the players to do it. If I can't do it, how can I expect the players to do it? So, yeah, I Ask a lot of questions every single day, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of trusted um, uh, uh, colleagues, such as David Ross, that I'll ask, call up, and ask questions of. And you know, how are you doing? And what is what's working? What's not working? Where are you guys at? And uh, and we share information. It's a copycat league, but you trust people, and you're the ones that you trust. You gain information, and you just keep moving it forward.
0: So the um, when you, when you look at this year. How it has unfolded. One of the biggest things is I had hit my on Yeah, on the podcast, he was excellent, much like yourself. <laughs> um, and besides saying that ketchup flavored potato chips are disgusting, <laughs> uh, do you have any thoughts on that? We usually ask GMs that.
1: Okay, the ketchup flavored potato chips is a big thing across the border. In yeah, Florida. so
0: this is this is how this came out. Yeah. Alex Alexandrovich was on the podcast. Yeah, and I had the gall to say they were disgusting, Ooh. and I'm, he came out of his skin. He was like, "Cause he's Canadian, yeah, you know, yeah. you know Alex," and uh, and I'm like, and so now every GM we have on, we ask this question, and so far, other than Derek Falvey, who said he had him on school lunch bizarrely in Lynn, you know, they're disgusting. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, It's a different taste. Um, First of all, the ketchup tastes different there. The Orioles are different there. I coached in Toronto for a couple years. Great years. I am not I can see that there are those that love them I am not in that category is, of loving them this is
0: such a toilet. belt. I like you personally yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I, I like you personally but I don't know if I'd spend the night at your house that type <laughs> of thing
0: <laughs> okay so I kind of like it but I don't <laughs> love it exactly. yeah. so, so Mike Hazen was talking about bringing in like Longoria mm-hmm. and one of the things he said was like is that the importance of leadership like that because as great a communicator as you are, as great a communicator as your coaches are and everything else, you know that just some messages just hit coming from a player. Yeah. Talk a little bit about, if you can, about how that... Dynamic has been
1: this year. Yeah, I've always felt that a coach could say something um, a hundred times, but if a player tells them once, that it's going to resonate a little bit better when it's player to player. Um, so I give I give authority to those types of players that want to share and have had an experience or two that would lead somebody, such as a young player, down the right road instead of the wrong road. I'm a firm believer in you know making mistakes to figure it out, but let's limit that mistake to one and just figure it out a little bit quicker. Um, The coaches, I say, if you've told them 100 times, you tell them 101. And I kind of take the same point of view with a player that has a little bit of that experience, that is uh, not afraid to be a little bit on the vocal side, such as Evan Longoria. I give him the full authority to be a teacher and to be a communicator. And I've also instructed all the players to ask why. If you don't understand what Evan Longoria or a coach is telling you, ask why. When I played, you were just told to do it and couldn't ask why. I I was left feeling uncomfortable. So players are encouraged here in this culture to ask why. And a coach or a player that's defining something better be prepared to answer the why. And we do that a lot here. So I think Evan Longoria has been a godsend to this team. I saw those conversations early in spring training at our hitting lab. I saw it on field six, taking ground balls,
0: that he would just be fearless with his ability to answer the why. Do you feel, as we sit here right now, that you are... As prepared as you, more as prepared as you thought you would hope to be um, to make a run at this thing on whatever this is, the end of May. Yeah, like so with spring, you break spring training. We hope this is going to happen. We hope this mindset. And now we've landed here. You have a good record. You know, you've established yourself in in different positions. Is this is where you want to be, or where you thought you would be? Yeah, we're 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 in a great spot. Um, You know, everybody.
1: my friends included, my families, my 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 colleagues in this industry were kind of feeling sorry for us last year. You know, you're in the same division as the Dodgers, the Padres, and the Giants. The Rockies could be upstart too. And I I, I kept I kept pushing back on them and saying, like, what better division could we be in to live to learn quickly um, to find a way to get through this and get on the other side. And when I saw the schedule pop up this season that we are going to open up with the Dodgers and play them eight times in the first 14, 16 games, I thought, perfect. I took it as a great challenge, and it was going to ready us for what we thought would be a very rugged, but a, a, a probably defining April for a young team. And we passed that test. And I I, I referenced it all the time. Let's embrace it to the team. Let's go out and prove ourselves every single day. So I love where we're at. A little bit concerned, obviously, early on, that we could fall on our face. But I felt like we would would gather momentum as the year went on. The All-Star break, we'd be close to 500, pushing towards... Um, the next level and you know, hopefully pushing towards making some good decisions and, and winning baseball games that would help us maybe towards a playoff push. We're doing a little bit sooner than I thought, but I knew internally we had a good baseball team. The group inside of that club also felt like they were a good baseball team. We just had to earn it and prove it. See, that's the, that's the
0: hit-em-high-hit-em-low speech right there. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I right. backdoored you. Like I basically reverse-engineered that answer. It was good. You did reverse math on me. I appreciate that. Yeah. It was beautiful.
1: I, I think that's kind of Jedi mind. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. creativity yes, right? yes. but I, to be honest we yeah, I think I think it's real I think you have to look at some real moments about things that will define who you are as a baseball team and and you can't run away from them. you've got to embrace them we embrace our challenge of the 200 million dollar payroll of the LA Dodgers we love that we just got to be better and win the margins and we win the margins and do what we're supposed to do we're gonna win games and of course we're young we're gonna dribble a ball off our foot and it's gonna fumble out of bounds and we're gonna look like idiots and I'm gonna make decisions that are gonna make everything go backwards but at the end of the day we're pushing forward and we're, we're, we're trying to have that mindset if we take an inch a, a foot a step backwards we're going to take two forward tomorrow so that's where we
0: live that's the space we live in all right well you've been very generous with your time i'm going to give in, in uh, the reward is that you get to ask me any question yeah so you're a very good uh very good inquisitor yeah um yeah Do you feel like
1: you have run your last Boston Marathon? No, I have one more in me. And you're going to judge that by how your body feels or the... I have a daughter who
0: is a, who is a runner and I want to do it with her. Yeah. Very sappy. Like everyone's yeah. bringing tears to people's eyes right now. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, the time is tough. Doing a podcast and training for the marathon is not conducive. It's, it's a lot of time. Okay. A lot of time. A lot of time.
1: And when you are standing on the starting line in Framingham...
0: Hopkinton, Hopkinton, Okay. Are you... Or f- even better Framingham. You know, like, go ahead. You run through Framingham? You run through Framingham.
1: At Beacon Hill, Heartbreak Hill, are you thinking about setting a PR each record each year or just
0: getting through Surviving. it? Surviving. Surviving. Uh, so let me tell you a little story. Yeah. Not the story that you think. <laughs> not the story of Tori Lovello standing three feet from me yelling at me and me not acknowledging him. I did the marathon in 2005 with Will Ferrell's life coach. Okay. Uh, Wait, let me get that name dropped there. You dropped that big name. Jim Carrey's life coach, too. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Will Will Ferrell had run it the year before, so he trained me. So it was in peak physical condition. Yeah. I mean, even better than now, if that's possible. You look fantastic. And so I learned about heart rate. I did the CO2 max test in Pepperdine. I was in it. Like four hours. That was my goal. I was locked in. I was running. The only other person I was training with was Jeff Bezos' his girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez. Oh, whoops. Oh, sorry. Hold on. I think I can get one more in there. <laughs> and she was married at the time to Hollywood super agent Patrick Whitesell. We were rid of <laughs> Anyway, goal was four hours, which is crazy to think about now. That was the only time where I'm like, i got to get the time, i got to get the time. And you know what I finished in? Four hours and three seconds. Oh. Right. But it's a life lesson. Don't, yeah, aim way higher than you need to. No, 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 (laughs) no. If you do things a little bit better, you can make up those three seconds. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, You should write a book called Three Seconds. Yeah. I was actually going to do that. You
1: should do that. Okay. I guess my final question is, is it a Diet Coke at the finish line?
0: Every single well, time, and why do you crave a diet coke? No, it's regular coke. Regular coke. Because the sugar and carbonation is is like I, I don't want to give a good analogy to it. It's there's nothing. There's nothing. It's like if you go and exercise, you exercise. Yeah, you want right? water afterwards. Uh, but if you if, but if you really really exercise. <laughs> Like you can like, oh my goodness, the, the the carbs and everything seeping back in your body. Yeah, you're looking at me like you have no idea. Okay, so a regular Coke, and are you thinking
1: about it around Boston College? Or are you yeah, thinking so about it? And- I
0: was taking the you know the the goo things the, um, yeah those things. I took sixteen of those one race. Whoa, that's too many. <laughs> and I saw a half drunk. Coca Cola on a table and I grabbed it. <laughs> it's a bad mindset, man. You're unstoppable. <laughs> You're unstoppable. I will say that. All right.
1: Thank you. Thank you. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I. Uh... I look over at my dad and I I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.